Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patriot Cast. This is Javier again. Uh, today, it's it's gonna be sort of an intimate episode between me and uh, Mr. Jordan Wyatt. Jordan Wyatt, how are you? Good, thank you, Javier. It's great to be here, and it, it's a wonderful day here. It's probably a wonderful day in California, in Hollywood, California, as we say. <laughs> yeah, close, close. Uh, <laughs> every every time I tell somebody where I live, they're like, what? Where's that at? And it's actually pretty close to um, downtown. But in anyways, um, well, is it near, today... Is it near the, uh, what is it, Nok- Nokatumi Plaza or whatever from Die Hard, the second, is it the first one? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> it's LA, right? Even, it's I, LA. I, I'm pretty sure it's LA. I don't know what they yeah. did in there. It's just like they sometimes in movies, you know how they do. They create their own cities, yeah. and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is like blah 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 city." <laughs> but um, I guess uh, we can start um, with our topics right now. Um, we have some things we want to discuss. Some things we want to talk. Uh, one of my first topics is uh, this survey uh conducted by um player2 player2.com yeah uh it says 51% of gamers not happy with 3D consoles uh most of the story well it's it's kind of a, a little bit of a long story but it says uh, how people they are not really happy with a 3D console they don't they don't really think it's uh it says um 44 Forty-four percent of all gamers simply believe that 3D gaming is unnecessary, while 28 percent of them were unimpressed while playing the 3DS. So, it it seems that gamers, uh, most gamers at least, or or at least half of the gamers, uh, in this survey, if it's to be believed, that it seems like maybe it's like um, out of uh, what the UK or something. I think so. They, they they don't they don't really people don't really care about 3D that much. Um, I I think and for what I've seen of 3D, I played, I had the opportunity of playing a, a little bit of of a 3DS racing game and in a store that they had. You know, usually it's funny. Usually when you go to a store here in the U.S., you know they have those those machines out so you can play, uh, and they're like <laughs> stuck to the ground and everything so that nobody can steal them, but. Um, Kids are always around around them, right? And and if you uh, as you know as a grown man want to go and try a game, you you really can't because kids are there for you know pretty much the whole time while their parents are are shopping. So <laughs> like either you wait for your turn, you know, for like about an hour, or or you just look at the game from the side and then you decide. But this time I had the opportunity of uh, just uh, getting at it and and trying it. I actually thought 3D was to me. To me, the 3D was, in, you know, in, in in retrospect, I have to say, good 3D. But it was in, it was in like, oh man, I have to have this. You know, like a lot of people see the 3DS, like, oh man, I have to have this gaming console. It's like mm-hmm. one of the best gaming consoles of all time, just because <laughs> of the 3D. You know, and well, I'm, I, I, I'm not sure about that. Just to interrupt. I'm well, not sure how many I, I, say, I got to have I, 3DS after seeing it. Well, I, I I saw, you know, the reactions. I I'm judging by the reactions of everyone after. The 3DS was announced, especially the people that were at, you know, E3 when it came out. Um, and, and to me, it's not the big thing. And, and frankly, to me, I'm, I'm more about advanced graphics and advanced, you know, effects and all that stuff. And, and to me, 3D is just, uh, it's just a gimmick, you know, to get you to, to buy a console. So I, 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 I have to use this, uh, this thing that my my wife said that should be my new catchphrase. Uh, she says that I should say when I don't like something, that I should say it's got no game, and then invite <laughs> everyone to go to my blog, have no game at blogspot.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good gimmick. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, you say you're into more advanced and more more better graphics, basically, and and 2D though, like. And I was thinking that that's kind of interesting. That comes into one of our later stories about 2D versus 3D, and the and the traditional sense of, okay, this is a side-scrolling game, beep 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 beep, and it's like <laughs> jumping or like climbing up ladders as there is in all those damn yeah. games, and that's the gameplay compared to like a giant 3D world where you need to have basically you need a second stick to control the the camera spinning yeah. around and everything. It's like the original Duke Nukem games are like side scrollers and then Duke Nukem Forever which was 3D and that's like a, that's a massive transition to go from a 2D game 
Mm-hmm. It's just about a little guy with yellow hair, little pixels and sprites. To turn it into a huge game with explosions and aiming an RPG and blowing things up. Um, I suppose Grand Theft Auto is kind of similar, top down to 3D. I mean, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a million years in advance. So yeah, I, I do think it's a bit weird that everyone seems to bash 3D. And I think we should be clear: like 51% of gamers not happy with 3D consoles. They're basing this on the 3DS. You know, that's the only 3D console really. I mean, yeah, PlayStation and yeah, mm, um, yeah. it's the 3DS. You know, people are not happy with the 3DS, and I think it's a real shame. And personally, I think. <laughs> You know, someone that doesn't like the Nintendo portable consoles at all, really, and doesn't see the point of them. Um, it's kind of amusing that, you know, everyone else is caught up with my hate, my blind hate for the thing by now. Well, uh, the Super Juice is worn off. If I can just interrupt interrupt sure. you right there just to to make sure that, <clears throat> you know, the survey is, is well interpreted. It says, when prompted by devices centered on 3D rather than gaming... 77% noted that 3D TVs were not something they'd enjoy. Mm. 65% stated that 3D was not a major issue in the purchase of a next-generation Xbox console. So, you know, they, they're, they're using uh, two meters here. They're using the meter for, like, oh, just just that 3D, you know, 3D TV, 3D, whatever you want to you, you put, put in front of, of, of it, but 3D. And also the, the, the 3D gaming consoles. So it says when prompted by devices centered on 3D, just, you know, it doesn't have to be gaming. could be just a TV. And it says 77% noted that 3D TVs were not something they'd enjoy. Yeah, I mean, again, what's the deal with this? Like, I mean, I've, I've briefly played around with 3D TVs. I've seen the 3DS and played with a little bit. Um I've briefly seen 3D TVs, and they didn't impress me. And having to wear the glasses I'm talking about here, I found them yeah. quite weird and annoying. And the first time I ever saw them, I was so excited when I went to the store, you know, because who goes to stores these days? You want to look at things online. But there's no trying 3D until, you know, you have to go to one of those damn stores and uh, find a park or walk uptown or whatever it is or take the high-speed maglev train if you live in Japan or a, a European wealthy country with iPads in the schools. Um <laughs> The first thing I ever saw on a 3D TV, I had to put the glasses on, otherwise you didn't see it all. And it was basically, it's the world's crappiest thing ever. It was playing a, a DVD or a, maybe a Blu-ray, I don't know, it would be Overkill, but whatever, of Black Eyed Peas. And it was just like a mm-hmm. like a music player on screen, and it had the logo for the Black Eyed Peas in 3D. And it just said, like, Black Eyed Peas, and like seemed to jump out of the screen. The rest <laughs> of it, like the play button, the pause button fast forward rewind everything else it was 2d except for this logo and it's like (laughs) what's the point of this it's like this is the demo disc for 3d all it is is it's like boom boom pow playing and if you even want to see the damn logo the only thing that's in 3d you have to put the glasses on so couldn't they just have like avatar and loop you know part of avatar (laughs) like 10 minutes of avatar just so it's not like real short otherwise the staff would get really bored with it but I was gonna say, does the loop jump at you on three with the music in 3D, or is it just? It just sits just... there. It's like static. It just, it's just this 3D thing. It's like, okay, this thing's closer to me than the plan. So there was, buttons are. there was that no was effort that. made on trying to get no you effort. to buy it. And it was this was the disc that came with the, all the Samsung TVs with LG TVs and the stuff. Just like, oh, put the disc in, you know, show them what it does. That's it. Um, okay, true. I mean, maybe it does have more than one song, and I'm sure it's got more than one song that does this crappy thing, but. What I'm saying is, when I saw it, this is the first time I ever saw 3D after hearing everyone <laughs> complain about it, and all it was was boom, boom, pow, an image on the screen, and the logo is in 3D. I mean, <laughs> even if it does more than that, even if it has actual 3D movies, they shouldn't have done that crappy song. It's like, <laughs> oh, you're going to spend $5,000 on a TV so that the images, when they're properly made, which none of them are, yeah, the lo- you know the logo, the album artwork's going to jump out at you. Wow, I'm going to spend yeah. $5,000 on that. I want to take home a 50-inch TV, well, you know. I think it's interested, interesting that you mention, you know, they should just have Avatar on a loop, like, all the time. And that's basically what they do in stores here. They have a movie basically on a loop. So people come by, they see the 3D TV, they, you know, pick up the glasses, they put them on, and they, they watch, you know, 10, 20 minutes of the movie, how, how, as much as they want to watch. And they just, you know, make a decision based on that or just keep walking and, 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 you know, go buy whatever they were there to buy in the first place. I don't know why a store would just put, you know, 
the black eyed peas with basically nothing on the screen, you know, yeah. <laughs> some just just some random image. I mean, but uh, uh, yeah, it shows what the television can do. <laughs> the album artwork was in 3D. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It, 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 I've seen those TVs in the stores here, and you know, basically, I don't want to sit in front of the TV with some, you know, dorky looking glasses, except for. Now I have to wear glasses, so <laughs> I'm screwed anyways. <laughs> you look very smart, Javi. You look good with glasses. Today. It's at oh. least 10 points of the IQ, they say. So. I, I like how people say I look smart with glasses. Like, I take the glasses and I completely, like, like, I look like a completely, complete idiot. <laughs> it's like, hello, I'm Professor Javier. It's like, oh, hey, I'm Javier. <laughs> exactly. Dropped my, I dropped my frog down a hole in the ground. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that uh, so topic just, later. Just to wrap this thing up, I mean, 3D, I think 3D's had a really unfair image in a lot of ways. I think, um, well, I'll bring up a guy that said, oh, I'm too good to be here and talk with my friends, Javier and Jordan, the two J's, because my name's Toby and I'm too good for them. Um, he's, he's the one that brought up to me that we all seem to hate Peace Walker, especially Andrew and myself. And he said that maybe because we all told each other we didn't like it and it really was a bad game, maybe we sort of convinced ourselves that it really was worse than it, than it really is. And I utterly don't believe that. I mean, I think if anything, Peace Walker is worse than and Andrew than I would give it, you know. I think it's got no redeeming qualities. But 3D, I mean, this this is a big investment for the companies, and surely they've, they must have done something right. I mean, they must have... Uh, it's just hard to believe that it's as bad as everyone seems to think. Like, everyone I know with the 3DS, they play it in 2D mode. It's just, they say, even leaving the 3D mode on gives them a headache, and it's not recommended for young children, you know, the, the target audience, and... Everything about it seems wrong on the 3DS. You go to a store, if you're Jordan Wyatt, you walk to a store, you go up and you see it, you're like, wow, I'm going to put the glasses on and sit on the couch in front of all these damn TVs, and, and what's the 3D? It's the Black Eyed Peas album artwork. It's the same thing on 3D. So it does seem to be a letdown, and no one seems to like it, and people are like, yeah, we don't really need 3D in our new device. You know, People should be excited about this. This should be like going from black and white to color or 2D side-scrolling games to 3D simulated games You know, in-world with a camera that you spin around. And I think it's a shame that 3D isn't more impressive, that we're not more excited about it. Yeah, well, if 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 you judge by, you know, just by what they're doing with, with Metal Gear um, on 3D, on, on, on the 3DS, you know, it's it's like, why wouldn't you just put, you know, the newest game on it, the Peace Walker game? Like, I don't think they're uh, that confident on Peace Walker, you know, on, on, on its own merits. And I don't blame him for that. Like me, I enjoyed, you know, at a certain point in certain things of Peace Walker, but not, you know, not the the whole game as a whole. It, it had a lot of like things that I, you know, I wouldn't, I don't, I didn't think they were like even that important for the game. I, I think, I think it was cool that they, you know, wanted to develop uh, sort of like back, more of the backstory of of Big Boss since it's one of the most important important characters of the whole thing. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of things to Just to that jump in board. and interrupt, yeah. um, I think they made the wise decision picking Snake Eater for 3D because it is maybe, it's one of the best games and everyone seems yeah. to yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm always amazed when I look back at it, like the whole game is set like green and brown. It's like the whole colors, like there's no real bright colors or different colors. It's all just green and brown and it's like a sepia yeah. effect. So it is kind of like boring when you look at it visually, but the story and it's, it's really fun and maybe it is the most fun game to play in the Metal Gear Solid series, but, um, Compared to a Peace Walker, which I just think Peace Walker would be a big flop if they were, when they bring it out again, and to say, oh wow, we made Peace Walker the game that no one seems to like, and we made it in 3D now, I think it would be like it would drag the reputation of 3D even further. They want a good hit, they want a big hit for 3D, and Metal Gear Solid One, it, it's not really a 3D game. I mean, it is, but you know what I mean? It's like the camera angles are set and all that. It wouldn't be that amazing in 3D. It would, I think Metal Gear Solid One in 3D it would be like you know those things where you tilt the you took the little like image hologram thing, and it's kind of like shifts left and right a bit. It'd be kind yeah. of, or like that, you know, that game with the maze. It's got like the ball, the ball bearing, and the maze, and you tilt the two yeah. knobs, to rotate it. Yeah. It'll be like that. It'll be feel weird playing Metal Gear Solid One. Snake Eater has got supernatural things. It's got ghosts and explosions, and, yeah, and things yeah. that fly at you, especially the um the sorrow, the sorrow when he's shooting those like globs of magic at you. <laughs> it'll <be> cool. <laughs> things like that will be cool in 3D. So they made a good choice, but. Um, our next topic is also Metal Gear yeah, Solid well, related, isn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. That's uh, it's it's the greatest segue ever because we are now going to talk about the MGS HD limited edition pack, the new uh, newest, you know, because they already announced it and everything. And and me always in the back of my head, I'm always thinking there's going to be an HD, you know, I mean not an HD, a limited edition because. Usually when something this big comes out, it's it's got to have a limited edition. And uh, it's been announced now that the limited edition um, uh, version of the of the Metal Gear Solid HD collection is going to come with a 248-page art book from Yoji Shinkawa. Uh, it's uh, titled The Art of Metal Gear Solid. And I have to say, I do not currently own any um, Metal Gear Solid artwork, so I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty, you know, thinking I'm about getting this one because um, actually artwork is something that I'm always interested in, and uh, this is one that I, I would really like to own. You know, it, it doesn't say what the price is gonna be yet. The standard version is gonna be forty nine ninety nine, so you gotta kind of like calculate how much. Uh, 248-page artwork um, <laughs> is going gonna, is gonna to cost, you know? Is, is it going to cost another $50 or is it going to cost just $10 more? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not so thrilled about this HD re-release of it and um, this thing that they're talking about, surely the original one's about 50 American dollars they're talking about. The standard version is supposedly going to be about 50 American dollars. Mm-hmm. And surely it'll be another, like, 20 American dollars or something I expect. For the for the special edition thing, and I think for a special edition, yeah, and it comes with a book. Like we just took a bunch of art that we never used before. Like you know, like oh, we were thinking about making Snake have like a green bandana in this game, and they like put it together and print it off. You know, Command P or Control P to print it off, and a staple here and there, and boom, another twenty American bucks. Um, I'm not that excited about it. Like normally, I get excited about limited edition games when it's like a metal case. It's like I'm never going to really use the case, but the case mm-hmm. looks cool. I'm going to pay like an extra 30 bucks for that, you know. Um, and I'm a person that's always, oh, everything should be download only. You should just download things over the internet and boom, you have it. You don't have to go to a store or wait for it to arrive or anything. Boom, you get it online. And yet, if there's a limited edition, it's like, well, I, I want to have that because I want to have a cool-looking metal case sitting in my bookcase just gathering dust that I'm never going to pick up. But I have a metal <laughs> case, you know. And it was only 20 bucks more. They only got lots and lots of more of my money. So Sure. Um I, I think it's not a very good limited edition, and I think like Battlefield 3 doesn't seem to have a special edition either, which is disappointing for me, because I love. Yeah. I always get the special editions of the other Battlefield games uh, that I could. Well, I, I must say I just I, I don't know if there's gonna be any more details uh, revealed about the limited edition because it it only says about the, you know 248 uh, artwork art. art book but it doesn't it doesn't say anything else it might have something you know something extra whether it's a case whether it's you know it's a i don't know special packaging for the whole thing or something different i i would i definitely like to see something something more than just the art art book especially if it's gonna cost uh more than you know ten dollars more or twenty dollars more Mm. Well, it, it's just interesting. Like, it's got 248 pages. You know, it's like, it's like, and now, you know, like, and buy now, and you get a free set of this. Just pay postage and packaging. Like, whenever they mention how many pages are in the book, it's kind of like a, kind mm-hmm. of like a thing to. I don't know. It's kind of like you sign that it's not exactly a great deal. It's like when Michael Jackson, um, Michael, nah, no, sorry, the Thriller, Thriller 25. When Thriller 25 came out, they they mentioned it's got like a special booklet, and it's got so many pages designed by the. Ah, Going through my junk as I talk on the show is not a good idea. <laughs> I've got it in there somewhere. Um, yeah, they mentioned like, uh, where is it? Where is it? Got it! Haha! It's great doing the show live, isn't it? Um, <laughs> they they always advertise like how many pages on the crappy booklet, and I'm looking through it now, and oh, it was designed by Michael Jackson himself, and oh, it's really good, and you'll love it, and um, and it's got like this, it's got like a special message from Michael Jackson. It says as well. Um, and the special messages is basically like, all my friends, I love you, my fans, the people who buy my money, which I'm never going to meet in person, thank God, because you're all a bunch <laughs> of weirdos. Um, you know, it's it's like, oh, I paid extra money for this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, sometimes it's, it's not like, you, you, you regret it, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes when you buy a special edition, something. But, you know, for me, you know, 
Metal Gear Solid is, is basically my favorite, my most favorite game ever. And, uh, all its incarnations, even on Peace Walker, I'm like, I'm, I'm like not that disappointed of it. And you can hear on my voice all the time. You know, they could have done without Chico and all those secondary <laughs> characters of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I really, I, I really am looking, looking forward to an HD limited edition. I got it. See exactly what it has. Yeah, sorry. Just, just let me finish. See exactly what it what it has, and and then make my decision from that. Yeah, I was thinking like we were having a debate, uh, loyal Patriot Cast listeners, about shearing sheep and taking the hair off sheep and how it is painful. <laughs> and I was thinking like, dude, I'm a New Zealander. This is what my country did before Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. We, you know, <laughs> we, we mistreat sheep. We throw them on their backs and cut them up bad. Um, it's what we damn well do, you know. And I was thinking like, you know, for for them to try and tell me about what it's like to shear a sheep when they've never done it themselves. I think that's why you're against all that because you're traumatized now. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> like me telling Javier how to play Find the Kitzel, you know, that's all they do in Costa Rica, you know. If I've if I've played Peace Walk, <laughs> it's like, grr, grr. It's like, oh, where's the Kitzel? It's like, oh, Javier knows because he's Costa Rican. It's like all they, do, all they do in the country. It's like the national sport, right? Find the Kitzel. <laughs> that's funny because. That was the mission that most gave me the trouble oh, to me. I yeah. couldn't really, <laughs> I could, I was like, what the hell is all this? <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing is, it's one of the things that made me hate the game, especially, is that I saw, I saw on the map, it showed you where the bird was and what the bird looked like. I mean, I know what a Ketsu looks like, but, hmm. um, yeah, it showed you where. And then it, they weren't in that, in that tree. Like, they showed just a random tree. What gives? You know, it wasn't in that actual <laughs> tree. I went to the actual tree that you saw, the big, tree yeah i saw it but i, I wanted to mention that the special message the special message that we got from the thriller 25 and i remember like pre-ordering this thing and it was more expensive than the usual one to my fans around the world i would like to thank you for helping to make thriller the biggest selling album of all time you know by giving me your money da, 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 da. i hope you enjoy the new and previously unreleased bonus tracks and they're all crap as well as new remixes by my friends akon will i am fergie and kanye west can you just imagine those guys like kicking it at Neverland Ranch with Michael Jackson. I'm sure he's great friends with Fergie, right? I've worked very hard to make this a memorable CD, and I'm hoping that you will enjoy it. Thanks again from the bottom of my heart. Sincerely, Michael Jackson. And it's like a signature, like, printed off. It's like, jeez, you know? There's no, you, but you know he didn't write that. Yeah. You know, he was probably dead at the time they did that. He's probably been dead for years, and we just never knew, you know? <laughs> like he he actually died in the eighties and it's just like some white guy that tried to take him over. But <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's that's it for that topic. We can move on to our very next topic, which uh, has to do a little bit with Metal Gear Solid and a lot of it with uh, video games. And it's uh, the PlayStation Vita will 3G will only limit download sizes to 20 megabytes, which um. We were discussing before, you know, we started the show, and uh, we both, I guess we both agree, right? Uh, 20 megabytes, it's, uh, it's uh, sort of okay since uh, uh, it's over 3G, and um, it's it's probably via AT&T that are the ones that have the contract <laughs> yes. with, the, with, yes. with, with, with PlayStation. <laughs> and here, I was telling Jordan, here in the U.S., like, you try to download something bigger than 25 uh, megabytes on the iPhone, it won't let you. You have to do it over, you know, over Wi-Fi, over your own Wi-Fi. So <clears throat> I don't know. I I I think I'm I'm kind of okay with the uh, with the amount of downloads. Uh, the the person that writes the uh, the article, it's a really small article, and he says the um, he says that both Wi-Fi and 3G users would still have to access the PlayStation Store to purchase new content. Which I think it it sounds about right. I mean, I I don't I don't see I don't see any problems. And and it says um, Sony is working in develop uh, with developers to make sure that the 128 kilobytes per second download and the 64 kilobytes per second download I mean upload speeds would not affect multiplayer gaming. So even though you are gonna be limited to download something bigger than 20 uh, megabytes, you you still can play uh, multiplayer games. Over 3G, uh, the guy says. For me personally, this makes my decision to go with the Wi-Fi model easier. If you're planning on buying a Vita, on which side the 
of the Wi-Fi 3G uh, side you stand on. I mean, I think uh, I think that three might as well just get a, a 3G uh, if you're gonna buy one, since you know you still can play multiplayer. You just don't. Wi-Fi. I don't I, like. Yeah, and and I don't I don't see. I mean, I don't see in, in everybody just like. Uh, you know, just just being like downloading games all day long. <laughs> That's not what people do. People just down generally just download one game, maybe like one game a week or something like that, and they just play it until they're tired of it and get another one. Couldn't uh, couldn't but, disagree more, Javier. Um, just to, just to make it clear, I'm I'm not sure at all what the guy is on about. The rep also mentioned that Sony is working with the developers to make sure that the 128 kilobits per second download and 64 kilobits upload speeds would not affect. Well, to work that out in kilobytes, you divide it by eight, and 128, that's like 16 kilobytes a second or something. Oh, okay. You know, that's, that's slow as hell. I mean, I don't know what they're on about. Is that really how... I mean, 3G speed's faster than 16 kilobytes a second. That's ridiculous. I get at least 100 down when I'm downloading, like, podcasts and things on my iPhone. Um, so I think they made, like, a mistake with that thing. I mean, it, it's faster than 16 kilobytes a second, which is... Even images would take long, let alone streaming YouTube videos. Or what, I mean, YouTube videos would be impossible at that speed. Just ridiculous. It's like dial-up speed. Um, so I don't know what's going on with our numbers quite a bit, but I think, yes, it's true. The iPhone actually has a 25 megabyte limit over 3G, and you know why? It's because of that wonderful AT&T. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous that, that the network carriers in America just... I mean, they're incredibly awful, Javier. If I was you, I'd be starting an, you know, an insurrection or something. I don't know, like not peaceful <laughs> protest, you know, like that Occupy Wall Street, you know, that thing that's really working, it's really changing the world. Um, no, it's not exactly. Probably <laughs> <laughs> haven't been keeping up. Um, it's just, it's a bloody outrage, and I know that iPhone has it as well, and it's because of AT and T, and it's just ridiculous because they said, you know, when the iPhone launched, hey. Our, our networks will be swamped if people are downloading a gigabyte here and there over 3G, and we we got to put a limit on this thing. And Apple was like, and had to go along with it. And um, it's it's ridiculous, and it is enforced worldwide, which is the thing that makes me really mad. And I'm mad as hell, and I think that's some major oh, flaw. I that's, am. That's that's actually something I was going to ask you about. Is it is it a 25 uh, limit over there in, in it's worldwide? Uh, yeah, New Zealand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was just here. No, it is. It's internationally. I'm, I'm quite sure of that. And um, yeah, it's just, and it's all because it's in the, in the operating system. Anything over 25 megabytes, oh, please download this at, over iTunes or over Wi-Fi. It says like a note comes up anyway. And just because the iPhone has this crazy limit because of AT&T, I don't think that Sony should accept it either because they're also went with AT&T, which is pretty much just they call it the Death Star in America. You know, it's like the worst company <laughs> ever apart from Microsoft, and maybe Nintendo is pretty bad, and HP is pretty bad, and I don't know. There's quite a few bad companies in the world. Oh, that that just reminds me of a really quick side note. My uh, my sister-in-law has this book called, you know, uh, the, they uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it actually shows you the worst companies in the world, and it's pretty fun. I'm I'm gonna ask the the name of it, and I'll probably okay. bring it up on on a upcoming episode sometime. Okay. So um yeah, I mean it's disappointing for me. And guys. I don't know how Harvey is talking himself out of this as well, but this guy, this M.H. Williams, I mean, why can't they give them, you know, why can't we give us the, the first name? M.H. Williams? Is it like Michael <laughs> or Maurice or Murray? or It's, Ma- Murray it's, or... it's, it's Michael Haxon Williams. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently. We're, we're reliably informed, right, Michael Haxon? Got it, sure. Um, it's like this guy that was on the show, like, Tony Anthony Anthony Bologna or something like that. It's on the Daily <laughs> Show. Tony Bologna. I'm like no agenda picked Tony up. Well. It's a fake name. It's got to be a fake name. Of course. Uh, and, um, which we don't say Bologna in, in New Zealand. We say um, I don't know. I forget luncheon or something. I think we call that. You know the dead bodies and all that. We call it. We don't say Bologna anyway here. It's an American thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, guys, if you're gonna if you're gonna make the worst decision of your life and buy a, a Vita, get the 3G one. Okay. Seriously, <laughs> Vita 3G. It's like. You got to have 3G in 2011 or 2012. Well, it comes out 2012. Well, um, 3G. I, I, th- I think you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised of uh, my decision that I've, I've made uh, and and the pact that I've made with myself, which is uh, I'll probably uh, won't oh, buy a gaming console again yes. and and yes. whatever. I, if if I buy something, I mean, not a gaming console, a portable gaming console. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to disappoint you in that aspect, but if I'll probably buy something portable, it would probably be like an iPad or something like that. So I, I you know, my hate, like, all my years of hatred are finally <laughs> worn down. 
Yeah, I I I thought that was gonna be cool <laughs> for you to hear that. Okay, well, I've got my my first story of the day, and it's fun that we. I mean, one of the best things about the Patreon is that we all share stories, and the fun part is always tying them together. Like we wake up, well, yeah, Harvey and I both wake up to do the show. Yeah, you know, the two guys <laughs> are like we're too good to be with that Harvey and Jordan character. Um, out there drinking Argentinian wine and eating oranges or whatever the British people like to do all day. Um, it's fun when we see the stories and we get to put them in together and, and to seek them together. And unfortunately, on this, there really is kind of no way to seek my first story together with that story. And, uh, well, maybe there is. The iOS and Android control desk robot for 25 bucks. I mean, it's like the coolest thing ever. Yes, it's a piece of crap little robot thing. It's like a little car and it's got little treads on it, so tank treads and it looks kind of like something from Minority Report or something, and it comes in different colors, blue and orange and gray and green. and um, It's a crazy little thing. 25 American bucks. It's dirt cheap. It's got little infrared sensors on it, so it can kind of drive itself around a little bit. But the most fun is when you take control of it using your smartphone, and you have basically two joysticks on screen, and that just sort of like skid steers it so you know, full speed ahead for both tracks, or if you turn one up and one down, then that makes it turn one certain way, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing, it's fun, and it gets about 15 minutes worth of battery life, I hear. You know, there's all those little tiny devices, and you plug it into a USB port, boom, charges up. It's, it's like the greatest thing ever. And, um, I, I, I would just put the story in, it's, it's just the way of the world that everything's controlled by smartphones these days. This is where the excitement is, people don't get excited about, oh yay, Intel has a new chip, oh, I'm gonna buy a new desktop <laughs> computer, oh, I'm going to run out and buy me a TV because it does the 3D. And, like, the 3D has, like, the Black Eyed Peas, like, the album art in 3D and stuff. And, like, when I'm wearing glasses, I get to see, like, Boom Boom Pal, the album artwork for that, just the static thing hovering in, in 3D, you know. Um, the excitement is about smartphones. And this little thing called the Tank Bot, made by Disc Pets. <laughs> the Tank Bot. And you drive it around. And, yeah, I mean, it's just cool. It's dirt cheap and it's cool. And about the only thing that could beat this would be that Parrot, the Parrot AR drone, I think is the name of it. The the four, the, the little drone, the flying actual drone that you control with an iPhone and now Android 2. And it's got cameras on it and it streams the cameras back to your smartphone and you mm. fly it through the air. It's got four rotors on it. And um, we had the big earthquake in New Zealand in Christchurch, which is on the South Island where I am. It's uh, about five hours drive away from me. And when this giant cathedral, hundreds of years old or whatever, di- you know, died, you know, it exploded, it crapped out, whatever you want to call it, um, <laughs> someone with an iPhone flew one of these cameras through and they recorded the video from it. And uh, it's really cool. So you're seeing inside a building hit by an earthquake and some guy with an iPhone flew this remote control drone through it and streamed the video back. It's really cool. So that was one of my quick stories, as most stories often are. You know, I don't go on and on and on like the Javier guy, and I'm joking, by the way, of course. <laughs> um, no, it, it, I, I just got to say, this, uh, the, the, tank, the little tanks, they, they look awesome. I uh, actually didn't know there was, there was also a, a, a holi- you know, hovercraft, helicopter, oh, whatever you want to call it, version. Parrot. Uh, uh, I've told you about this ages ago. He's just forgotten. I mean, it's like a couple hundred bucks, this crazy thing. I mean, it's like a hardcore thing. It's not some... 25 American dollars hunk of junk. Uh, here it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. So, And it's got video cameras on it as well. And it, it looks underneath and it can fly itself because it's got infrared cameras underneath and it can, it can automatically sort of fly itself around. It won't crash into things at least. And um, Yeah, um, it's, it's just really cool. So I'll let Harvey look at that. And um, my next story, I wanted to talk about things that, things that we really liked about the PlayStation 1. And I thought, Hmm. Everyone's like, hey, Jordan, why are you so negative? And it's like, well, well, you know, uh, hypothetical listener that's asking me a question. Um, it's because modern life in 2011 is so crappy, except for a certain company. You know, movies aren't that great, and Sony's doing nothing but fail, and Nintendo's having trouble with the 3DS. Let's look at something positive, and something that Harvey and I can both agree about, the good times with Sony. And I wanted to pick some games that we love, and, and remember, from the PlayStation 1. So... My first one that I have to suggest is Spyro the Dragon. And I, I loved Spyro the Dragon. I think Spyro should have been basically an, an, an unofficial mascot for the PlayStation 1. should have been, hey, with Sony, you know, that other one's got the fat Italian bloke. Oh, mamma mia, I jump up and down and bang my head on things. You know? <laughs> and jump over things and, and boxes open up and there's mushrooms and coins. You know, wow, Mario, that's so great. 
What's that <laughs> other one that they got? Uh, Nintendo, they got that Zelda. Hey, look at me. I'm the blonde kid from Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, the guy that hang out with Michael Jackson all the time. I've put on like a green little elf thing after seeing Lord of the Rings too much, and I've got like a sword, and oh, oh, I'm cutting you, and oh, I've got a slingshot. You know, that's not cool. Um, Microsoft, what do they have, Javier? Halo? Would that be this? I guess. <laughs> oh, look at me. I'm like eight feet tall, and I wear like a, a space helmet. Wow, I'm really cool. Um... I drive a four-wheel drive car thing and have two guns at a time. I can't have a third gun. Wow, that's really cool. You're the Master Chief, all right. No, Spyro the Dragon. Who wouldn't want to buy a game about a little purple dragon? He can jump and breathe fire, and he can fly a little bit, only on the boat. <laughs> oh, my best friend's called Spark, spelt with an X, and he's a dragonfly, and, you know, it's really cool. Spyro the Dragon, do you remember that game, Javier? I do. I actually uh, I played it a little bit. Oh, I loved it. It was one of my favorite games back in 98 or whenever, when it came out, the first one. 98. <laughs> the good old days. When I was like 10 or 12 or something. I don't know. It's, it's too hard. Basic math is too hard for Jordan to work out, Patreon listeners. <laughs> um, it's, it was good times, and Spyro the Dragon, I, I would say that it's just, it was one of my favorite games, and the graphics were amazing. Playing with a friend, it wasn't like that that other game that goes unmentioned, the one that's all, like, cold and lonely and, like, <laughs> scary as hell, radioactive. Um, Spyro the Dragon was fun for the whole family. And, you know, it definitely needs to come back. And what do they do? Well, Insomniac and Sony and whoever else is to blame, they just sort of milked the hell out of it as, as we milk all animals and, and just abuse them and violate them like shearing sheep. And... Um, <laughs> Basically, they 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 rang every like dollar they could out of it, and it, it's a real shame. It was a great game, a great franchise. It deserved, and they killed it by making it for little kids. And you know, grown men could gladly play a game about a teenage purple dragon. You know, why not? It'd be like Puff the Magic Dragon. That was popular among the twenty-somethings. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got an I've got another. Well, actually, Javier, how about we do your game? Because it kind of it, next, it kind of fits in with that previous tank bot twenty five dollars well, story. My 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 game my um what what should we call it my uh, PlayStation One pick. <laughs> my PlayStation oh, One. Hold, hold on, we need like a jingle like PlayStation pick PlayStation One Patriot Cards. Exactly, something like that. Um, it, it was actually a game that uh, came out uh, in Nintendo NES first, um, called Blaster Master. And uh, basically, in in the Nintendo version, you drive around this little tank, and uh, you actually can't come out of the tank. It's a 2D scroller, and and you're you're just this little guy with, and and uh, you come out of the tank. You can shoot and stuff. Sort of like a like a Metal Slug. Uh, I think <laughs> I think th- this would be the predecessor to Metal Slug. Um, and then play when I didn't even know that game existed on PlayStation until one day I saw that my my friend had it, and I actually borrowed it to play it on on a PlayStation 2. Bad news is I couldn't really uh, save the game, so I haven't played it you know ever and you know just just for a while. And then when I tried to save, I couldn't save. I just like basically uh, <laughs> gave up. But the game is pretty good. It was made in 2001. So it was using a lot of, you know, wow. already a lot of good good sources for the PlayStation One. It was it was using as much as it could. It got it, it it's got you know good. It's always have gotten that good music. It also has uh, has great graphics. I was just watching a video mm-hmm. with Jordan before. Well, for the PlayStation One, I think <laughs> I think those were the best graphics that they could, you know, you know they could harness at the moment. Oh, uh, maybe, I, maybe I can give an accurate description. Imagine, uh, loyal listeners, Metal Gear Solid 1, the bit that I, I never really remembered it because it's so great. The bit where you spend in the cave where the wolves are, it's just like dark and blurry, brown walls everywhere, and mm-hmm. like you don't know what's going on. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sort of, I, I guess, a little bit. I'm, 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 I'm more judging by you know the, the opening scene or whatever. And uh, it, it's just like very technologically advanced in, in the story, I mean. Um, a lot of uh, going into the and it's it's a lot of of the future sort of basically it's and 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 I don't know to me it's it's more about the the uh, alien race about the uh, the the you know little tank or whatever you want to call it and 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 you know to me it was good times when I played it on the on the Nintendo and I'm, I'm I think I'm planning on just uh, on just, the Nintendo. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, the Nintendo version, I mean. Oh, okay. Uh, either, either on the computer, you know, one of those um, ports, uh, if we can call them that. Um, yeah, I'll I'll try to explain the the, the best the best I can about uh about the the the, the beginning of of the game where uh, on the NES where you're basically this just like this guy who lives in <laughs> I don't know some sort of farmhouse or something and and you have a pet uh, uh pet frog the pet frog basically escapes and then jumps into this uh uh box of <laughs> of radioactive material just like everyone else has in the backyard in America you know a box of radioactive material uh then and somehow there's a, a a well in the you know in the backyard and the uh the frog falls in and it transforms into this giant mutant and then you go after the frog you you go and jump inside the, the hole and then you discover like somebody just left it there the the you know the master blaster vehicle and somebody is just like dun, oh, leave dun, it here dun. with the uniform and then you just find it and and then the the epic music starts and and you just take off in the car it's it's it's, it's a pretty nice and neat story but um <laughs> I don't know how how it would it would uh, you know pan out on a game these days you know in those in those times you didn't have to explain much when you were doing a game it was just like oh yeah we'll we'll do this and that and people just buy it now it's like oh how is that car just gonna be left there in the back you know <laughs> it's kind of it's the it's Jordans kinda, of the world right <laughs> exactly exactly you have to make it convince uh, make it um for he breaks, he breaks into Area 51 and steals it out and. Exactly, you have to you have to explain it somehow. But yeah, that was my my pick. My um, well, it looks game. really fun. It's like a Metal Slug style game, and it looks really fun. And the player controls Jason and the tank Sophia the Third. I think maybe that's um, <laughs> Sophia the really, Third. Yeah, is that really what it's called? Yeah, well, I think I'm like the surely first... this is like vandalism on Wikipedia or something. Right? Like, <laughs> I think the like, yeah, yeah, I think the NES version of the tank was just called the Sophia, and then since this is kind of like in the future, is now. Sophia third, so I guess <laughs> I guess that's what it is. <laughs> okay, I honestly thought it was vandalism. Sophia the third, like Javier sucks. I'm gonna ride in it next, you know. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, well Jordan's silly and he smells bad, you know, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a crazy looking thing, and and uh, they he mounts Sophia uh, to find the whereabouts of Fred <laughs> and to destroy the mutants and their leader, the Plutonium Boss. <laughs> the opening sequence has been described as one of the great scenes in all of video games. And it's got two nice. sources there. I'm going to add a third one. Javier yeah. on the on the Patriot cast. Yeah. So there'll be three sources. Um, it's it's just a crazy game. And yeah, I liked Metal Slug. I'm, I haven't played Master Blaster and uh, Blaster Master, and I love like confusing the two. Um, it's fun. <laughs> and um, you know, I played Metal Slug quite a bit at the arcades with my friends at like takeaway shops. They always had it and putting the coins yeah. in, and it's hard to beat that kind of era of gaming. Um, <laughs> good times, that's all I can say. It's it's it is good times. It is good times. Um, is there an, a third game that you want to reveal to us? You know there is. It's there a surprise there or something? I call it the Jordan surprise, and basically I thought it would be fun to keep this thing hidden and. And just sort of spring it on the other co-host, a game that surely we all remember. And what makes this game fun is it's actually by far the best game. Well, it's not only the best game, but Jordan Wyatt. Everyone knows how much I love this certain console. It was actually a good game. I really enjoyed playing it on the PSP. What? <laughs> I'm sure some people like drop their iPods and like smash the PSPs. <laughs> hopefully. Um, if they listen to podcasts on a PSP, which is very odd. I mean, I don't know why I said that. You know, it's just, <laughs> I want an excuse to bash the thing, I guess. But I actually enjoyed playing a game on the PSP. And, um, well, it's a PlayStation 1 game. They re they remade it. Javier, I'm going to give him a hint. They they slammed the title Resurrection on the end of its name for the PSP. I'm hoping someone out there is like, oh, I know what game he's talking about. And the game is, well, actually, people say it two different ways. Medieval or Medieval. <laughs> depending on how you say it. I love that game. Let's say Medieval. Um, sounds, most people said Medieval when I was growing up. Thought, medieval? Medieval. Medieval? <laughs> Whatever. It's like tomato, tomato. Um, 
it's a great game. So Dan Fortescue, that this sort of corpse that gets brought back to life, and you fight sort of zombie ghost things, and the cemetery, and as you make your way out of the mausoleum. I love it. I love games where you collect different sort of health vials. I suppose Zelda was the original. You know, the sort of heart containers. You can refill your life, and you can upgrade your life all throughout the game. You buy new little glass jars, and you fill them up from these green fountains that go like, <laughs> it's like green, like mucus, like radioactive. Maybe it's like from that Master Blaster or a Blaster Master game. It's fun using <laughs> them. Um, I love games like that where you get like more health vials and upgrade over time. Javier, do you remember this crazy game that I love? <laughs> uh, I've I've never played that game, oh, but uh, man. Uh, I'm actually pleasantly surprised that it, it's it's a PSP game. Yeah. It was maybe like one of the biggest selling, and I'm not kidding about this, maybe it was one of the biggest selling, and it might have been a launch title too for the PSP, I forget. But um, I always played the demo when I got my PlayStation 1. I loved the demo. For some reason, I never bought the game. I don't know, maybe I, you know, I wasn't buying things with my own money. It was like, you know, mum and dad had to buy me a game once a year or something, because games cost like 20 grand American in New Zealand or something, and it took half a year to arrive from the other side of the world, and whatever. Um... I never got to really play the full game on, on PlayStation 1. I got it for PSP, uh, and I just loved it. It's the full story. The graphics are pretty much the same. The graphics aren't that great. And I mean, the PSP has always had terrible graphics. Um, but the story, the story is great fun. And it, like, if you love those kind of crappy Zelda games, oh, look at me, I'm a blonde-haired little boy, and I wear like a little green outfit, and I jump and smash things with a little sword. Oh, look at me. <laughs> Um, just want to make Toby mad. Um, <laughs> medieval, like it I think you're doing it right. <laughs> I'm a pro at this. I got this down. Um, it's a great game. It's it's got sort of ghosts and stuff, and yeah, you're sort of missing an eye, and you don't have a jaw, and like when the character talks, it's like, rah, 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 rah. and you got subtitles, and and the other character's like, you are so Daniel, and uh, every time you sort of collect points, <laughs> you get to go to a version of heaven, sort of. It's uh. Uh, man, I can't believe I actually forgot the name of it. The Hall of the Gods, I think it's called. It's like a place floating in the clouds, like sort of Greek columns and stuff and marble statues. And every time you go there, you can see all the statues, but you can't really make them out. And if you've killed enough enemies, you fill up a chalice and you have to find the chalice, the giant golden cup in each level. And um, there'll be a magic statue and you get to talk to that statue. And it's like, oh, I see you've done this finally, because everyone makes fun of the guy for dying. He got killed. And the battle mm-hmm. by an arrow shot him like straight away in his first battle and the only battle of his life. It was realistic, you know. The guy, <laughs> guy died like straight away in the first battle and he just lay there dead. And um, apparently for some reason he had a mausoleum. I don't know why. Um, people seemed to think he was a hero, but the truth was he died instantly. But somehow someone mistakenly seemed to believe he was a hero and he saved the day even though he actually died straight away. And so the whole game is about redemption. Not about resurrection, that's the PSP game, but redemption. And it's about living up to your hero status by actually being a hero and saving the world against the evil Zarok, I believe his name is. Oh, okay. That's, that's, uh, you know, that sounds like a great, great sort of, of game. I, I, um, I might get it sometime. I, <laughs> I, I, I've, I think I've, I've heard about it before. I mean, I, I've never really played it or anything, but. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the fun thing about keeping like a secret, you know? It's like you get on the show, it's like, everyone knows this game. It's like Spyro the Dragon, or I don't know. It's like Metal Gear Solid. It's like one of the reasons to buy a PlayStation. It was PlayStation 1 exclusive, and I'm pretty sure. Um, and, well, and also that PSP, which we try and forget. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just a great game. And Patriot Cast listeners, if, if you haven't played Medieval, like my friend Javier here, well, I think you should pick it up as long as a copy of this Blaster Master crazy thing. And if you want to play Harvey, you call it Master Blaster. Um, it's a it's a great game, <laughs> and so we both recommend Blaster Master, which you can pick up and uh, secondhand, or maybe there's like an iOS version. And uh, I recommend Medieval, and at least look at it on YouTube, just like trailers and old demos for this game. It's great. I give it, I don't know, four out of ten. It's it's like a classic. <laughs> game. You're gonna love it. It's like it's like the most fun you can have on the PSP. That ain't saying much, but it really was fun, and I really enjoyed it, even on the PSP. I really did. So, well, I'm 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 glad that there was at least one game that you enjoyed on the PSP <laughs> before you 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 started using it as a paperweight on your oh. your little counter there in your room. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even like defile paper with that. You know, like even the junk mail, I wouldn't put <laughs> that inferior device on junk mail. You know, that I'm about to burn or throw out or whatever. <laughs> you guys do get junk mail over there too. <laughs> yeah, not as much. And it's, most of it's not like 
buying Mexican Viagra. We don't get so much of that, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, well, uh, I don't think anybody gets that one on, on the mail. <laughs> you get that one on email. <laughs> You're telling me that they don't have, like, I don't know, the drug carriers and the drug cartels. They don't have, like, paper boys <laughs> putting little posters, like, uh, new from, I don't know, Mexicorp or Mexifarm or something. It's the new Mexican Viagra. Only 50 cents a pill or something, you know. Why pay $100 for your erectile dysfunction pills? Anyway, um, <laughs> Javier, my friend, I'd love to wrap this up. And it was it's great. It's yep. fun when you, when you do the intro and I do the outro as we're two friends on an intimate podcast, two people and the mm-hmm. listeners. <laughs> and it was a great time, I think. Blaster Master, which Javier recommended. It sounds like a fabulous game. And um, I'm going to look into it. And if there is an iOS version, which there will be some kind of like port of it or Metal Slug kind of game, I definitely will buy it this week. And Medieval is what I recommended. The Tank Bot, a little remote control robot you control. It's 25 American bucks. I mean, it's very cheap. It's made to the price, you know. It's cheap, but it works. You can control it from a, um iOS device or a, for an Android device. And um, it looks really cool. Spyro the Dragon, we both remember that game. <laughs> Harvey has played that one. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Oh, great time. So I recommend that as well. Spyro the Dragon, Medieval, Blaster Master. Um... Metal Gear Solid HD Limited Edition. You get a book, and it only costs like 50 extra American dollars. <laughs> Yay! People don't like 3D, but they do love Medieval, and they do like Blaster Master, and they do like Spire of the Dragon. So, <laughs> if a loyal listener wanted to find out more about us, uh, gee, Javier, it's almost like we have this thing on Facebook, right? It's almost like there's a group. It's almost like we have a group on Facebook called The Patriot Cast, and uh, these days everyone has a Facebook page, so just go on Facebook and look up The Patriot Cast. You know it. Um, <laughs> the Patriot Cast, and as we always say, it's not the white supremacist hate-filled group, it's just the one that hates on the PSP, except for Medieval <laughs> Resurrection. Which, you know, it almost made buying a PSP worthwhile, I guess, you know, paying hundreds of dollars just to play this one game that came out in 98 or whatever. Um, 98, jeez, 98 really was a good time for PlayStation 1 games, right? Metal Gear Solid and Spyro... Well, the- it, was, it was basically when the machine came out. Well, I thought it came out the late ni- the early, the mid uh, 90s, 94, 95, oh, Ridge Racer. Something like that, but it was, you know. Maybe, was... maybe in America, Javier. They basically, well, no, that was back in Costa Rica, so oh, <laughs> it can't be America. Well, it's no, hard, I'm sure, but. I'm sure America was slow too. You know, like the PS Vita, you know, the one that comes out like in the good country, Japan, it comes out like now, for that <laughs> yeah. happy December 25th day or whatever it's called up there. <laughs> and everyone else has to wait till like halfway through 2012 or something crazy, like, I don't know, still six months or something away, I think. Um, yeah, so this has been the PatriotCast, guys, and thank you all for listening. And Javier, my friend, it's an honor talking with you. And yes, sir. I hope I haven't been a total waste of an hour of your life. <laughs> no. Well, uh, just also let me say that you can find Jordan Wyatt where? At coexisting with non-human animals.co.nz and invsoc.org.nz, the Invercargill Vegan Society, and I'm off to go and meet lots of beautiful vegan women at a vegan cooking class in an hour or two. And my friend Javier. Hmm, Javier, it's almost like there'd be some kind of gaming blog where we could all find you too, right? There is, there is. There's one called uh, Don't Have Game at Blogspot. I mean, not dot... Shit, I messed it up again. <laughs> Don't Have Game dot Blogspot dot com. And uh, you not only have to read my my uh, postings, but you can also leave me a comment. Uh, say that I'm wrong about everything or just say that I'm right about everything. <laughs> whatever you want to say, you know? Guess what other two I always see in the comments about. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> Javier, my friend, it was great talking with you. And don't have game.blogspot.com and coexisting with non-human animals.co.nz. And this has been the Patriot Cast. Thank you All right. for listening. <laughs>